This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. We're starting a new series this morning called A Blessed Life. And we want to talk about opening the doors to more of God in your life. You know, sometimes the word blessed, I, I, I hear it used now, it, it's almost overused. I hear people stand up like it, at, you know, receiving awards, like, like Academy Awards and Music Awards, and they're talking about, I'm so blessed. I'm like, wow, you, you were blessed? You, your, your life has never reminded me of someone who, who loves the Lord, but uh, I'll take your word for it. And, uh, or, or you just, you hear people take, you know, take a, a, an Instagram picture of their waffle fries and like eating waffle fries at Chick-fil-A, so hashtag blessed. And so, you know, don't get me wrong. You can be blessed eating waffle fries at, at, at Chick-fil-A. But it's the word has almost become diluted. In other words, it, it, it's lost some of its power. For example, when someone sneezes today, we say, yeah, bless you. When, when I was growing up, our parents would, uh, we never said grace. We would say, who's going to say the blessing over the food? And uh, my mother made it an art form. She, she not only could bless the food, but she could give you a sermon <laughs> right in the middle of the blessing. And uh, our, our food has gotten cold at times when, when mom is praying over the, over the food and, and talking about how when we don't do the right things. And so if you ever, if you ever have a meal with me, I am very, very quick on, on prayer. I believe time to fellowship with the Lord is not when the food is hot. It, it, you can wait another time. So the, the blessing is there. I, I was thinking about that and it reminded me of, of how years ago when, when a lot of the churches were smaller, pastors used to do visitation. Or they would come to people's homes. Aren't you glad those days are gone? All right, yes. And uh, if, I'm, if you hear a knock on your door today, it's not me. So the, uh, <laughs> there's this one pastor in Arkansas who's notorious for showing up and, and, and inviting himself to lunches and dinners at people's homes. So he, he was in this one family's home uh, after church on Sunday waiting for the mom to make lunch. And, He's sitting in the guest room and the little, little girl sitting there across from him, a little six-year-old girl. She's kind of staring at him. So finally he goes, um, he goes, what's your name? She said, Elizabeth. He said, how old are you, Elizabeth? She said, six. And then she just stared at him. So he thought he'd break the ice. He said, uh, what's your mommy making for lunch? And Elizabeth said, she's making goat. And he said, I'm sorry, did you say goat? She said, yeah. She's making goat. He said, Elizabeth, how do you know that your mom is making goat for lunch? He said, because when we were coming home from church, daddy asked mommy, are we having the old goat for lunch? And mommy said, yes. And so, <laughs> do, do you see why I don't come to your house and visit? <laughs> so now if you call me an old goat, I never even have to hear about it. Ignorance is blessed. We also use blessings, of course, if you're from the South, uh, and if you're from the South, we have a code word, bless your heart. You know, I can't even use that anymore around here because we know it's code for you're an idiot. And, and that's a, <laughs> just bless your heart. That's kind of a buffer phrase. And, you know, and the Southerners, we can use it for anything. Just, oh, as long as you say bless your heart in front of it. But the word blessed is, a, is actually a powerful word. And it's a word that's used in scripture. And it, and it, and it, it really, it involves so much. Blessed means to, to have God's favor and protection on your life. I mean, if you think that'd be good. 
Blessed also means God's action and intervention in our lives. I know some people that need an intervention, but all of us need God's intervention into our lives. And those words, blessings, could mean favor, gift, benefit, bounty. Now, here's the beautiful thing. I think some people look around, they go, well, why, why are they blessed and I'm not blessed? And people all of them feel that way. But you know that you can actually open the door to more of God's blessings in your life? I've heard people say, oh, I don't want any of God's blessings in my life. Listen, I want every bit of the blessings I can get in my life. I need his favor, I need his protection, I need his action, I need his involvement. And it says in, in Psalms, look at this Psalms right here. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man or blessed is the woman who trusts in him. 27 years ago, my, my youngest son was born, Michael, and it seemed to kick off a series of events in our family that I would really just qualify as an attack of the enemy. I lost my biggest client while Joy was in the hospital having an operation because they were trying to cure the acute chronic pancreatitis that was going on in her body. It was a debilitating disease. It would just cripple her at times and just draw her up. So my, my, my children were dealing with the, Matthew was nine, Christina was six. I had a newborn and Joy was deathly sick. My business then took a turn for the worse to the point I was in sales and they had actually called me in and, uh, and, and said that we were, I was on probation because I had not sold enough. This, this was a period of about three years. And so we, we just really went through a tough time, had challenges with our kids, we had diagnosis of our kids. I, I can't tell you what, what an attack. And in the middle of all this, the Lord starts impressing on Joy and I that we need to start a church. I can start a church. That is, that is so not convenient. And it's just... Lord, poor timing. Start a church at this time. Because I'd already tried to start a church once. It was a colossal failure. My mother stopped coming. That's, 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 a, <laughs> so I think it's start, start a church. But I found out one thing about the Lord is anytime he asks us to do something, there's always a level of risk. And it always requires a level of trust. It looked like we had $1,500 to start a church. We had no worship leader. There was no Justin. There was a boom box with Hillsong's CDs on it. That was our first worship leader. And it was, I mean, thank God for Hillsong's. But if you happened to be singing when it went from track 13 to track 14, you were our guest soloist for the day. I mean, it was, <laughs> it, it, it was not... It was not a good thing. Well, we started, and we stepped out, and we obeyed. 27 people came the first Sunday. 20 people came the second Sunday because we couldn't keep paying the people to keep coming again, and so it, it boiled down to 20 people. And Joy and I talked about it. I said, well, Lord, we, we planted a seed. We obeyed you. Level of risk. So it looked like we were going to fail. In fact, we didn't advertise. I told Joy, I said, there's no sense in us advertising. I said, we're not good enough to advertise. And so we started, but here's what happened. God began to bring people in. And here's also what happened. Joy, in May, Joy had her very last pancreatitis attack. We started the church in June. She's never had another one. And, and my business, I was on probation, and in six months, my sales exploded. And I went from being on probation 
to meeting quota, to exceeding quota, to winding up in what they call a president's club, which was their elite level of sales. And all that happened in, in a period of six months. You say, well, that was luck. I don't believe in luck. I believe in God's blessings. I believe in God's interventions. I believe that God can get involved and, and do something. And from a church with, in a Montessori center with a boom box for a sound system and uncomfortable plastic chairs, the Lord has blessed us with this. We're building this. We've got them. We are, we are so... Hey, Ark, hashtag blessed. <laughs> We're blessed. You say, is there a correlation? Yes. Can you open doors to God's blessings in your life? Yes. Let me, let me show you. You know I'm going to show you a Bible story this morning that lines up with that's one of my favorites in Luke, the fifth chapter. So it was as the multitude pressed about him, this is Jesus, to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And as he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat, when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, that's Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've told all night, caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And when they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord, for he and all who are with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. Jesus asked Peter if he could use his boat. He didn't demand Peter. He didn't pressure Peter. He didn't tell Peter, Peter, people won't hear the word of God unless you let me use your boat. He just asked him, can I use your boat? You know, the Lord does not pressure ask. And Peter, it wasn't convenient for Peter because it was going to require Peter's time and his resources. Here's his boat, his time. He's probably wanting to go back to the house. He's worked all night, didn't catch anything, probably not happy about it, but it required his time and his resources. Listen, I will tell you this one. Whenever God asks us to do something for him, rarely is it ever convenient, but it's never too difficult to do. And here he was, and Peter's letting him use the boat and after he uses the boat, Peter says something very interesting to Peter. He gives him a directive. He said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now, when Jesus said that to Peter, there, were, there was a certain level of risk in that. And the risk was the fact that Peter could look really stupid launching out into the deep because all professional fishermen did not fish on that lake, Lake Gennesaret. They didn't fish there in the daytime because the, it's very clear Fish, fishies could see you coming. And so you only fish at night. So, so here's Peter in the daytime, professional fisherman, rowing out to the deep with all the other fishermen looking at him going, well, where in the world is Peter going? I don't know. He got connected with that preacher. And they're out there in the middle of the water somewhere. There's a level of risk of, of appearing stupid, but there also was a level of trust when Peter explained to the Lord that they'd already worked all night, but he said something that was absolutely classic. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I will. Well, that's a good word. Nevertheless, at your word. Not because I think it makes sense to me, but because it's your word, Lord, I'm going to do that. And when he did that, you talk about the Lord blessing Peter's fishing business. Remember, Peter was a fisherman, a pro. 
He, that's how he made his money. And he let down the nets. Well, actually, he let down the one net. Interesting, Jesus said, let down the nets. And Peter said, I'm going to let down the net. He said, I got one net faith in you. I'm going to let down the net. And he, when he did that, the Bible said, I, I am so glad. He said, they caught so many fish that their nets were breaking. They had to call their partners. They're like, get out here with the other nets to get all the fish into the boat. Aren't you glad it was more than three skinny fish in a crab? It filled the boat. This is the only place where you'll see the Bible said that someone fell at Jesus' knees. They would all come and fall at Jesus' feet. Well, why didn't they fall at Jesus' feet? Because his feet were covered up with fish. They had filled the fishing boat and he's up to his knees in fish. And Peter fell at his knees and said, Lord, you, you, you need to depart from me. The Bible said he was astonished. Now, if you're a professional fisherman, it takes a lot to astonish you. But they were astonished because Jesus was starting to sink a couple of fishing boats. What's my point? Always the level of risk always requires a level of trust. Opening the door to God in your life. How do you open the door to God? How can you see more of God? People say, I, I need more of God in my life. How, how can you see more of God in your life? I'm going to show you this morning a couple of ways how you can live a blessed life. Here's the first one is to open the door by your service to him. Hebrews. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name and that you have ministered or served to the saints and do serve. The Bible says God is not unjust. He does not forget your work. I've met people that never forget anything bad you've done in their life. How about someone who never forgets the good that you do? In other words, when you do something good, the Bible said God doesn't forget it. And wouldn't that be a blessing if maybe you did something or maybe you pulled over on the side of the road and you helped a, a, a man change his flat tire and after you got the tire changed, the man hands you his card and said, my name is Warren Buffett and I am a multi-billionaire and I'll never forget what you did for me. How many of you know you're going to keep that card? Because uh, Warren said he wouldn't forget. And Warren is loaded. I'm hanging on to that card. Because one day I might need to make a phone call. Mr. Buffett, sir, remember that guy that changed your flat tire? It was me. <laughs> and I need a loan. But anyway, you could ask. <laughs> if someone powerful told you they would not forget what you did for them, that would be a good thing. Listen, God has made a way. You know, God even made a way where slaves back in, in the, when, the, when the New Testament was written where he said slaves could even be blessed. He'd say slaves. Listen, slaves can't volunteer. Slaves can't go, hey, master, uh, I'm going to take Saturday and Sunday off because I'm going to do an outreach down at the local church. Slaves don't get a chance to do that. They're slaves. But the Lord said, listen, if you'll simply do your slave duties and you do it from your heart as to the Lord and not to men, from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. The Lord will actually bless a slave who had no freedom in their life if you do it from the heart. Anything we do from the heart, he recognizes it, he does not forget it, and he rewards it. He does not forget. You say, well, where, where's, the, where's the risk? The risk is anytime you get involved with the Lord, you risk this will be a waste of my time. And you risk, this is not convenient for me or it's insignificant for me. But the Lord said, if you ministered to his saints, you ministered to him and he takes it personally and he will bless you. He will reward you. You say, well, 
All I do is work in the, in the parking lot. Don't ever say that again. Just say, I get to work in the parking lot. I get to do check-in. I get to help these kids because I'm doing it for the Lord. I'm not doing it for anybody else. Pastor Allen doesn't know my name. Pastor Allen doesn't need to know your name. God sees you. He knows what you're doing. He's the one that rewards you. It doesn't have to be me. Risk, yeah. But it requires a level of trust that, Lord, I'm going to do this for you. First one, our service to the Lord. Anything you do for his kingdom. I promise you when you get to heaven and the Lord says, what'd you do for me? And you said, Lord, I was involved with the ark and I helped them. And, and man, we did some great things in our community. He's going to go, well done, good. But if you get up there and you say, well, I didn't do anything. He's going to say, who's your pastor? Don't you, don't you tell him me. <laughs> Here's the second one. You'll love this one. We open doors to God with our tithes and our offerings. Hear that? Hear that silence? <laughs> it's like Jesus speaking to the storm. Peace be still. Mention tithes and offerings and money. It gets really quiet. But look at this. I want to read this verse to you. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now. And this says the Lord of hosts, if I'll not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, there's not room enough to receive it. And I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake so he will not destroy the fruit of your ground nor shall the Vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts, and all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Earlier this year, we had a board meeting. We have a, a group of board meetings. One of my board members challenged me. He said, he said, you don't teach the people enough how to be blessed financially. I agreed with him. He was right. I didn't do anything about it until recently the Lord convicted me, and I mean convicted me in my heart. That I had not done a good job of teaching you. And I'll tell you why. I don't like the risk of being misunderstood as the money-grubbing preacher of the megachurch that all they care about is money. So you start talking about, you start talking about money and you, you run that risk. But one of the things we've never done at the Argus, we don't pressure anybody to give, but I still need to teach you what the Bible says about how to open doors to God's blessings in your life. I'll take the risk of being misunderstood because I trust that God's blessings are for you. You bring the tithe, he opens the windows. It's the only time God ever says, try me. People say, well, I'm going to try. No, he says, try me. You, you bring the tithe, that's the first 10. You bring it to him, he opens the windows. He said, I'll pour you out a blessing. There's not room enough to receive. He didn't say by next week. This is a lifestyle thing. This is a heart thing. And... He, and that's not, the blessings don't stop there. He said he would rebuke the devourer for your sake. That means your stuff doesn't get wrecked, jacked up, worn out. It stays. Say, so can you believe the Lord can do that? Absolutely. Had it happen yesterday. I'm driving back from Dallas. Joe and I are in the car. We're driving back from Dallas. I'm in the left lane, my personal lane. And... Uh, <laughs> And we're coming through Huntsville. Have you noticed that they built a cattle chute now in Huntsville? If you're, and it's got a, a, a concrete barrier on one side and a concrete barrier on the other side. There is no shoulder and there's nowhere to go. I've been there and, and, and some guy, bless his heart, pulled. <laughs> and I mean that. He pulled, had a bright blue truck. I'll never forget it. 
because this truck comes right into my lane. I was right beside him. So his, his truck got this. I, I laid on the horn. I got nowhere to go. I laid on the horn. I got somebody behind me. We're all just tight in there, and he's pulling over, and I just laid on the horn. I didn't have a chance to say Jesus, but I, I was thinking, Lord, help me. And he pulls in, and he pulls back, and we go on. So, Alan, that was, that was a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe the devourer just got rebuked. Do you know how much time it's going to spend to spend time in a hospital or in time getting your car fixed or in time? Listen, the Lord can bless that. He can protect that. And if you drive in Houston, you need God's protection on your life. <laughs> and, and, but his, I, say, do, do you believe? Yes, I do. Because he said, try me. And he said he would pour out a blessing and that you would be blessed to the point where people could see that you're blessed. And I want to see you blessed. Listen, I don't ever want you to give because I say give. I want you to give because you see it in God's word. You go, nevertheless, Lord, it's your word. Does it have a level of risk to it? Yeah. Your risk like, Lord, I, I need this. Lord, I could use this money. Lord, I don't, I don't want to give it. There's a risk there. But if there's a level of trust there, I promise you, he can help you. He said, try me. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes people say, Alan, I'm not there. I'm, I'm like Peter. I only got one net faith. I, I can't do the whole time. Start somewhere. And if you'll honor, if you'll, from your heart, if you'll start, the Lord will help you. He'll get you there. I want to see you blessed. And I know Joy and I have tithed. We've been married now for 37 years. We've tithed all those times. As a church, we tithe and give offerings on top of that. We support Chris Follow. We support different ministries. We support ministries all over. I'm not asking you to do anything we haven't done. Say, so, Alan, did you go through tough times? Yeah, I went through some tough times. Can I tell you this, though? The Lord has pulled us out of every tough time because he said, try me, and we've tried him. He's faithful, and he's good. He's good to you. Here's the last thing. Don't disqualify yourself from God's blessings. You know what Peter, when he saw how much God, the, the Lord had blessed him, he said, Lord, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. Listen, you don't want the Lord to depart from you. You want the Lord involved in your life, but that was Peter's first meeting with the Lord. Later on, Peter wrote this to the church. When he said, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Peter wrote, he's no longer saying, depart from me, but I'm a sinful man, because he realized what Jesus had done from him. And so now he's like, oh no, now I'm chosen. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm, a holy, I'm, I'm, a holy, I'm part of a holy nation. I'm God's special people. Bill White was praying one morning. He said he's pastor in California, was praying. He said it was uh, 6.30 in the morning. And this little boy, he, he prayed and he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, I, I need to sense your love in my life. I, I really do. He said his little boy, 22 months old, Timothy, woke up. Timothy came into the room where his, his dad was praying. He said, usually Timothy's quiet, but Timothy walked over and he put his little hand on his dad's hands. And he said, hi, special one. Hi, special one. Bill said he said it six times. He said, never heard her say it before, never heard her say it afterwards. And he told the Lord, he said, okay, I get it. I get it. This is your word. Hi, special one. Listen, you don't need an angel. You don't need a child. You don't need anyone. God's word is a more sure word than any, anything of that. And it says you're chosen, you're special, you're part, you're God's people, you belong to him. So this morning, I mean, before you leave, if you stop into the restroom, look, look in the mirror and go, Hi, special one. People look at you like you're a little crazy. It's okay, it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> but that's what God says. Does he want blessings in your life? Yes, he does. 
Can we open the door to him? Yes, we can. And you know where it starts? It starts by opening the door to Jesus in your life. See, I, you know, the Lord was waiting for me just to open the door to him. And when I asked him to come in, he did. And if you'll ask him to come in, he will. If you ask him to forgive you, he will. So let's pray this morning. And maybe you've shut that door, or maybe you just felt like the Lord doesn't want you in your, he does. Would you bow your head with me? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you came this morning and said, Alan, I, I'm one of the ones, I, I never, I don't have a relationship with the Lord, but I, I'd like one. Or maybe you felt like that, man, you've messed up so much and you've gotten so far away from God Maybe you don't think God's as interested in you, but that's not the case. So we're gonna pray a prayer this morning. I'm not gonna ask you to stand up or come to the front, but this prayer is a powerful prayer right from the heart. And this is a prayer of opening the door to God in your life, or maybe for some of you reopening that door. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed, no one's looking around. If that's you that I'm talking to and you say, Alan, that's me. I, I wanna be sure that I know, or I wanna come back to the Lord. Alan, would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up real quick? Just across the auditorium. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, way in the back. I got you. Hey, you can put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand and really wanted to and you're thinking, I missed my chance, you didn't because we're going we're gonna to say this prayer together. It's from the heart. You can pray it with us. We're going to pray it out loud. Old church family is going to join you. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Now, his heads are still bowed. Just for a moment, I closed. Father, I want to thank you for those who acknowledged you in their hearts, those who come to you for the first time and those who've come back. Thank you that you call them chosen, special, holy, your people. What a blessing that is. And Father, for the rest, I, Lord, I ask, for your blessings upon your people, that they can see from your word, not mine, yours, how to open more doors to you because you're good and we're blessed when we trust in you. Give you all the praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.